Hello and welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortwan. Uh, we are a video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. I don't know why it's so hard to say that after so many years, but it is. And welcome back, Ace. How are you doing today? Good. I mean, don't blame yourself. With my job, there's a specific script that we have to read through for certain uh, types of orders. Um, and, and you still I I mix up every now and then and flub it yeah. like I have certain parts of it memorized uh, and I can often like look at my phone while I'm going over it but then like usually if I finish up a little blurb sometimes I'll just completely like brain fart and have to be like and uh <laughs> and then this and this and this and this and this to get myself <laughs> yeah. back on track so I mean Brain farts yeah. and flubbing it mentally is a pretty common thing, I would say. Sure. Thank you. Uh, Sasha, how back, are you Sa- doing? Have you survived? <laughs> you survived yeah. the week? Yeah, I survived. <laughs> For your story? I, I, I'm here. Endure and survive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 uh, I, I just worked a crazy amount of hours through heat and no air conditioning in a building with no windows and yeah we got through it though and uh yeah. I, I still have a report to write and i'm gonna end up i think at like 42 hours build and okay. i feel it i feel it yeah mm-hmm. you feel it now yeah. mr krabs yeah <laughs> so but you know i Conversely, love i love me money so yeah so conversely, I had a pretty chill week. Um, had the girls for three days out of it. Um, we watched Elemental, which was really freaking good. Um, oh yeah. Oh, oh no, I haven't seen that one. I was confusing that with uh, Strange World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one is interesting to me because Pixar is always an adventure film. Always, there's always an adventure. It's a kid's Mm -hmm. movie. It's an adventure. It's going to happen. I don't know of a Pixar movie that doesn't have an adventure. This one doesn't have an adventure. No. It is a straight up rom-com or romance or love story, whatever you want to call it. The adventure was falling in love. The adventure was falling in love. Uh, And it's, I have never seen a Pixar movie do this. It's like the beginning part of Up without the sadness. Except there is some sadness, but it's different kind of sadness. It's whatever. It's a great movie. Uh, And it's interesting to see Pixar branch into like a romantic movie. And it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Um, It's pretty uh, interesting in that fact. It has a lot of stuff about racism and systemic racism in society. uh, Paralleling that with basically the city was built for water people and doesn't accommodate fire people at all. So like people like there's literal, literal dangers of fire people dying because of the structure of the water city. And they're just sort of like dealing with it because a lot of them are refugees from a country that had a problem and now live in the city. And it was just like, this is pretty deep for Pixar on like social stuff. Rather than, you know, like, internal stuff like they normally do. Like, you know, 
wellness. And then I also saw Barbie today. And Barbie was a lot more social commentary as well. And I didn't expect that. I was expecting just a dumb, fun movie with Ryan Gosling being a dumb, fun Ken. And I got that, but I got that in way different ways. And that was a lot about systemic uh, sexism and that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. that was that was a blast. Um, So I tease. Yeah. Which like I went into it with the mindset of I don't know what this is going to be about, but Mm -hmm. let's see. Like I've enjoyed Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie in it. And then it turns out the movie actually also had a bunch of. Uh, actors from the Netflix series uh, Sex Education, which was mm-hmm. fun to see. Uh, if you haven't watched that, I would recommend it for either of you. Uh, uh, my parents watched it when I was living there, so I'm mm-hmm. vaguely aware of it. Gotcha. Yeah, we saw it last weekend, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it is. I love that he just screws up the patriarchy and adds horses to it. Mm-hmm. That is just the funniest joke to me. I don't want to spoil it too much for Sasha because she wants to see it. But like the the horses part had me rolling like. Oh. I, <laughs> like it was good. Like my my child brain is envisioning my Barbie horses of the 90s. Well, it's not that different. You're, honestly, I don't think your childish adult brain will like some of the jokes they made. Like, for example, Fortwan, you better be careful, or I'm going to beat you off. Yeah. I'll beat you off all day. Beat you off, yes. I like how his job description is just beach. He doesn't even know what it means. Just beach. What's your job? Beach. It sounds like he's like one of those, um, of the 2000s, the reality dating shows from MTV and they'd have like a thumbnail with like just a couple oh, yeah. of, these are your personality traits. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, he does it very well. The acting is so good. I, you know, I keep talking about how good he was. But Margaret Robbie was, was also amazing. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Anyways. Um, so I, I teased, Sasha with this a little before the show. I had an a, a, a interesting possible dating situation this week. Um Uh-oh. So I I I got a friend request and it's not unusual to get a friend request from a stranger as people know, scammers and whatnot. But I saw that there were some mutual friends with this friend request and I was like, "Sure." I thought I recognized who she was. I was wrong. It wasn't that person. Oh. But anyways, so she, I was like, sure, I, I accepted it. So we, I, I, she made some sort of weird post about, um, she put, posted screenshots and blurred out the guy's name, but like she had been talking to this guy and he was like, Hey, what are you up to? And she's like, nothing at work. And then he's like, Oh, I'm just laying here in bed thinking about jacking off. And she's like, why would you tell me? Like, I barely know you like stuff like that. So I was like, so I saw that on Facebook and I was like, okay that's just bad so i you know i commented the uh the earnest ew like the earnest p world he goes like ee, like that I, I love that gif um 
But from that, we started talking on Messenger, and I was like, hey, this is going kind of nice. What, what, you know, like, complete stranger? Let's talk. And then I asked her out, and she said no. And that was the end of the story. <laughs> but I didn't, right. like, I waited a few days or whatnot. It was just weird to have someone, like, randomly friend request you. And she initiated that, and then she also initiated all the other conversations. So I was like, hey, why not? And she's like, nope. I'm like, okay. Barbie was good, though. <laughs> Literally, my next mess- message she wanted out of the Barbie movie was before. I was like, okay, mm. cool. Barbie was good, though. Um, <laughs> All right, so I had a pretty chill week, honestly. And not only having the girls three days wasn't a lot. Um, they were definitely not wanting to go home again this time. It was uh, not fun on that front. But yeah. So last week, uh, Sasha, Sasha and I added in our, our 10 entries for the, the best RPG. So, Ace, would you like to regale us with your 10? Yeah. I say hesitantly because one of them I don't agree with. But Too bad. Too bad. All right. So my RPGs in no particular order. Is going uh-huh. to start with Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, that um, was on my list, so we are uh-huh. covered. So you can talk about it. No, don't, don't get me wrong. This is like this is also on my I'm list. Just took all the wind out of my sails. Okay, that's sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that's the first uh, Pokemon game I've seriously been interested in, and then played since uh, Sun on DS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked what they did with the uh, graphics and the open world aspect of it and how uh, you can effectively run away from Pokemon and avoid people just by, you know, navigating around them. And you're sure, not like, yeah. forced into confrontation like in previous games and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously you assume the role of a... Uh, youngin collecting pokemon in the world and then facing greater and greater threats in the environment so fairly quote-unquote standard for a pokemon game yeah and then uh moving on my next two are breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom and i have them listed separately because in my opinion they are both separate games just based on how they play yes uh, uh, i i am highly confused by their entries into to rpgs uh, are they uh, what i th- you're the point of them being separate is totally fine they are totally separate games but I'm not sure about the RPG part. No. No. For the same reasons, Monster Hunter. What What is the progression of 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 self? The progression of self is learning the combat system, learning to use all the devices and mechanics of the game, and honing your combat skills, and your health, and your stamina. And improving yourself to the point where you can actually effectively take on the bosses and then the final boss. So 
increasing your skill as a player, I don't think is is an RPG centric thing. I don't I think that's any game could be increasing your skill as a player. You can do that with Pac-Man, you can do that with Asteroids, you can do that with Call of Duty, you can do that with That's that's what I meant by improving self is a lot of RPGs and this is just just to my opinion, right? And that's why we have these discussions is that your character that you control has a increase of power over time represented by either by leveling up or statistics or that kind of thing, a progression outside of the, there's like literally just like a growth of power that isn't contingent on other items or you know what I mean? Like, cause gear and leveling up are two different things in my brain, right? So, like, I'm so my my, you know, when I think of RPG, my brain goes back to the first RPG that I really got into, which is Dungeons and Dragons, where you have statistics and you level up and you learn things and you do things, but your gear was always separate. You could be a level twenty character and you could be super powerful, and your gear wouldn't would be good or bad. It didn't matter. You still knew those things. So uh, where I'm failing is you do get more hearts and you do repair stamina, especially in tears of the kingdom and you get more stamina in breath of the wild. But like, I don't see those as necessary RPG mechanics as game systems. Cause it's just health and stamina. It's not like statistics, like strength and not that they, every RPG has to have those statistics, but it feels weird if it's just strength and stamina to me. I mean, there's also the higher degree shields. There's the that's weapons. A that's a, that's a I understand that, but I would say that's also a different way of achieving the same thing. It's just not into stats. Sure. But okay, so I feel like for me, for these games to be considered RPGs, because I haven't played either of them, would be, if I were to get to the end of the game, is my Link different than your Link? Or are they the same? Because if they're different, it's an RPG. If they're the same, it's an adventure game. You guys are jerks. <laughs> Because my take was that they would be the same, right? Like, even though you may have more hearts or less hearts, that was just, like, I'm a mechanic just, of getting more From health. a purely objective standpoint, I haven't played these games, right. and you know I'm biased, so if it's just purely off of Zelda, I'm going to say no. But <laughs> just right. just from the, like, objective standpoint, is my endgame link the same as your endgame link? Yes, my list has eight entries then. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are still jerks. Well, yes, I am. Well, I I like, still... I'll accept that title. Like, uh, yes. Put that right here. Uh, but I, put that badge but right I still here love... on my heart. My sleeve. But I still, I still love you both just the same. <laughs> you guys are jerks. <laughs> I enjoy those games and I consider them RPGs. And like especially just, for Tears of the Kingdom because of the weapon combining mechanics. Yeah, but 
I don't feel like those are necessarily RPGs. Those are just that's gear, it's equipment, I it's know. abilities to to improve equipment, and that's just what maybe my there's something to be it. sure. But they are certainly amazing games. I am still actively watching Game Grumps play Tears of the Kingdom, even though I'm done with that mm. game because it's an amazing game. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing bad about Zelda to me. I just don't see it as an RPG. Although here's the crazy. Well, no. No, because they tried to call the original Zelda an RPG back in the day, but the problem was like there wasn't any of those mechanics that the other RPGs had, so they ended up labeling it as an adventure game. Mm-hmm. Which was exactly what they labeled Mario as, which be- then became confusing. And Game genres are hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I keep seeing clips that put the way I play breath of the wild to shame uh i saw a clip of someone who is fighting a lionel Mm -hmm. and they were carrying a boulder and with the grab ability nope they used they were carrying the boulder like above just above their head and then quick use the the uh pass-through ability yes to dodge the lionel swipe uh huh. And I was just like, that's highly unnecessary, but that's also really cool. <laughs> right? It's just like. And I'm sad that like, I don't think of these types of things. <laughs> no, it's a. Yeah, it's an amazing game and it's so fun. I've seen a lot of people do the thing where they put a Korok up in the air and Koroks are these like little tree people that, that have like a backpack on them. It's kind of a fun thing to make fun of them and do things to them, Sasha. They're like. I don't know, people like abusing them for some reason. But there's a lot of clips of people doing the upwards jump through the bottom of them. Just like, just jumping through the Korok. Because you can, the ability of upwards is you, you go, you tunnel up through something magically. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of clips of people abusing Koroks and what you did, what he did with the rock. Okay. Crucifying them on crosses, putting them on spit roasts. Jetting them off yeah. into oblivion. Yes. But then they always yeah. respawn right where they started, so. Right, because you technically can't hurt them. So. Alright, well. Since you guys are meanies, uh, my next <laughs> entry is Kotar. Okay, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I accept. That is a say, perfectly valid. Freaking better because there's 100% a stat system that you 100% customize to yourself. Yeah, I you am just. Stats to be. I am just making sure that it isn't already. Uh, it is already on the list. Coach Star Wars two. Knights of the. <laughs> you want to add number two? You want to add because it's already on the 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 big Metacritic list. Knights of the Old Republic. Do I want to add it or sorry, I? Do you want to add number two because we already had Knights of the Old Republic on the the initial list? I haven't played it yet, but sure, I suppose. Okay. So we got. Hold on, I've been very bad about this. We got Pokemon. Well, no, we already had Arceus. 
uh, Kotar. Okay, cool. Got it. All right. Next up, Bloodborne. One of my favorite PlayStation games. And a lot of people's. It's basically Dark Souls, but Plague Victorian era theme instead of medieval era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of uh, eldritch horrors to be found. And mm-hmm. just because I like the the name and description of the character, I often go with the uh, waste of skin or waste of flesh option. Yeah. Yeah, the Dark Souls they have they have they just call them the the naked or something like the the depraved depraved. depraved. There you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I mean it's been like years since I've actually sat down and played the game, but I'm pretty sure waste of skin or waste of flesh is one of the pre-selected options that you can go with. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you own your skills throughout by collecting ex- exponentially more uh, uh what do they call it blood echoes in the game because i was about to yeah. say souls and it's like it's not souls blood echoes i mean it's essentially souls that that that's yeah but yeah it's the blood echoes mm-hmm. okay and then next up is the one that you disagree with for the same reasons that I disagree with Zelda. Monster These exact Hunter. same reasons. Yeah. You do level up in Monster Hunter, but it means nothing. It's just your rank. It's just a a badge of honor. It's like... I would say the leveling... real leveling up is done through your equipment. And that is where the stats and the skills go. Sure. Yeah, but that's you... that's my problem is it's equipment. Anyways... Her Sasha's description. (laughs) Yes, my character at the end can be completely different and wildly so compared to yours or if she ever picked up the game and played it. Well, it sounds like I agree with you then, Ace. I accept. Because I accept Monster Hunter on the list. Yeah. Oh now you're just now now you're just being difficult. There are sixteen different (laughs) weapon types, each with their own like drawbacks mm-hmm. because there's ones that have great mobility and great dexterity and then there are others that are very slow and cumbersome to maneuver around and while you can yep. somewhat mitigate that with like quick quick sheath and stuff like that the animations are largely still going to be the animations and you have to mm-hmm. progress your own strength and capabilities around your armor skills and with decorations being slotted in. So, yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you are very much honing your own inputs to, to match your weapons. Yes. So I would say it's just a different flavor of the skill slash stat tree. It's not stat allocation. That's the problem. It's the problem that if you take a hunter and your hunter, so we, you know, we'll use Sasha's example of, of Link. The only thing different between a hunter and another hunter at the end game is literally the weapon that they're wearing and the armor they're using. 
there's no like you can just literally just equip the same stuff and do the same stuff. And if you take all that stuff off, they're both just naked hunters. Like there's no progression from level one to the end at all. It's even worse than Tears of the Kingdom in that aspect because you don't even get it's more health through equipment, but it's still the same thing. It's still ending up in a different result because as far I'm not as saying I know, it... there's no one that distinctively does go and end the game naked and you cannot end the game with I mean, the same equipment that you started with. Like, yes, because you have to upgrade it. I mean, you don't end the game in Call of Duty with the same gun. You don't. Yeah, but that's not the same system, though. So I would not it's qualify equipment. that. I would not qualify that as an RPG. Because you, I don't qualify Call of Duty as an RPG. That's the point. <laughs> I know. I'm agreeing with you there, but I'm disagreeing on Monster Hunter. I, I, it just it doesn't make sense to me because you can just take it off. You could just take it off. All that quote unquote progression. If you just if you destroy it, it's gone. Right? If you sell the armor, it's gone. Your character is the same as when you started 700 hours ago. Like, yeah, but then you can always get it. Do again. it again. Right. Or you can go a different route. But your character themselves did not progress. Your equipment did. You got better stuff. I just think we're at an impasse on this. I don't think gear in any way reflects an RPG. I think gear is integral to an RPG. I don't think it makes it an RPG. That is that is where I'm having an issue. Well, still two to one. So I think it goes out of this. Hell yeah. I'll write it, I'll write it down, but... I fundamentally you can put an to me on it if you want, I guess. <laughs> be a be a sourpuss. I mean, okay, so so you know I love Monster Hunter. I'm not against Monster Hunter. I'm not against Zelda. I just don't think they fit in the genre. To me, Monster Hunter genre is a hunting game. Like it should like if we're going to list games by genre, I'm going to put Monster Hunter, no joke, next to Cabela's. And that's what I'm going to do. It's just the best of that genre. By far. But, like, there's no such thing as hunting genre. Because Cabela's is a sports game. If you want to, like, get down to it. That's what that one's going to be. I would put... So is Monster Monster Hunter Hunter a sports game? (laughs) A fantasy sport of hunting. Hunting is a sport, yes. Are Are the Far Cry games a sports game? But see, like I, because your you character can hunt in, in those games, I feel like there is elements of RPG in Far Cry, or at least of the Far Cries that I've played, because you do make choices of how you're going to invest your skill points, and that is yeah, there impacts your their gameplay style. There are a lot of games that have started to incorporate incorporate RPG mechanics. That has been a thing the rpgification of first person shooters has been a thing since call of duty because of picking perks and their leveling system and that kind of stuff like but i think we can all agree that call of duty is not an rpg now the problem the problem 
the I'm inherent walk problem back to my statement earlier to me, just to piss you off. <laughs> to the problem to me is that RPG is too broad of a term because if you actually just say role playing game, everything's a role playing game. Pac Man's a role playing game if you're playing the role of Pac Man, like. That it doesn't. Well, the yeah, term I doesn't mean, make any RPG, sense. Even so, right down to like, what country did the game come from is going to affect the right. elements that went into that RPG itself, like Western RPG versus JRPG, and Monster Hunter right. themselves calls themselves an RPG. Like every Google and I search you do of Monster Hunter. Them says it's an rpg every google search of popular rpgs monster hunter shows up on that list and i don't agree with them as much as i love the series i do not see it as an rpg it is its own thing i just think you're too rigid against the equipment thing i mean None, not like none of the things on the. Moving the, the, on, the next one is yeah. the Outer Worlds. <laughs> I had this was I on Sasha's one. list. Yep. By far, one of my favorite first-person shooters, and when all the uh, mischief with uh, Fallout seventy-six was going on, I specifically pick this one up instead of that mm-hmm. because of uh good choice the, the angry <laughs> joe shows review of 76 and then of uh the, uh the outer wilds did something happen to angry joe is he not making videos anymore or something because i uh, haven't seen is. him in like two he years is. he's still doing game reviews and he's doing movie reviews and tv reviews um I guess I just unsubbed from him. I think I did because I was just tired of a lot of the content. To a certain extent, I think he's too up his own ass about what his idea of uh, content should be. I think it's it's gone from him enjoying the content to him with certain ones at least not getting what he wanted out of it and then yeah disliking it because of that sure um and then the next one i have is horizon forbidden west okay i don't know uh yeah, seems good. <laughs> I, I'm in a weird headspace right now. I am blanking on what to say about it. You uh, really liked it. I know that you yeah. ran, like you talked about it all all year last year. Like, yeah, I mean, very good game. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on the. RPG elements of it, but I will affirm that I <laughs> claim it as an RPG. You do actually level up and get skills in that. Yeah. I know, I'm just... Like I said, I'm in a weird headspace. Um, Dark Souls is the next one, which obviously... Okay. Good to go there. 
And then Pokemon Emerald is my last entry. Okay. I'm trying to see. I'm... Oh, I'll go ahead and write down Pokemon Emerald. So why is that to you? Your definitive like, Pokemon what? entry. Your definitive Pokemon. Yeah. I don't know that it's my definitive, but probably one of my favorites just because of A, nostalgia, and then B, how fun it was. Uh, but I mean, as far as like the RPG elements, you do have, quote unquote, your character, which you play through with your six Pokemon that varies. So your character slash your team can be completely different by the end of the game, even with there being the same Pokemon, because there are different moves and skill sets and buffs that you can put on them. Let me rephrase, because we don't disagree, because we had Pokemon entries too. We're just more curious yeah. why yours are different, because mine were gold and silver and X and Y. So like, why uh, emerald for you? Because I haven't played those other ones. Okay. Sure. So, my my uh, Pokemon roster, I guess, if you want to call it, uh, I believe is just Emerald, Sun, and then uh, why am I blanking on Legends Arceus? I think there may have been one other one, but I'm blanking on what that might have been. Okay. Um... So, unfortunately, Ace, uh, you currently only have five on your list that made it through, only because the we took out the, the Legend of Zelda. That's not a problem. But Bloodborne and some other ones were already on the larger list that we went through with Metacritic. So I guess you have some more homework to do. I guess... Now, you only need one more, but if we're going, however, if we're going to accept Monster Hunter as an RPG, I think we really need to hash out what is the best Monster Hunter and if it deserves two spots, because you could just say another Monster Hunter. So when you say Monster Hunter, which title are you talking about? Because we are entering specific titles. Um... trying to think of which one I would say has the most RPG elements to it. So, so here's my thought process just to, just to help you out, right? And this is what I did with Pokemon is if we're going to talk about having a definitive list of RPGs, right? So Pokemon for me, for my entries were um, sword and shield, which was the last time you could catch all the Pokemon and then Arceus, because it's what I feel is the future of Pokemon. For me, my thinking with Monster Hunter would probably be Monster Hunter Freedom Unite being the last of what I would call the old generation of Monster Hunter. And 
the last of the old style or take that further monster hunter generations ultimate and then i would talk about modern monster hunter and what i see the future of monster Hunter. because to me rcs was the future of pokemon and sword and shield was the representation of pokemon's achievement in the past so what do you feel like would be you don't have to think of it this way this is just a suggestion so what would you think would be representative of monster hunter to you to be on this list because i don't think it's monster hunter one i mean have it but i haven't played it yet uh right i mean probably then just freedom unite because okay nostalgia that's what i started out with well, there's there's an argument to be made for Freedom Unite being the last of the genera- first two generations of Pokemon. Or not Pokemon, Monster Hunter. Um, because it was the definitive game of the time. There, there, You know, we talk about like, oh, you got to play this Monster Hunter because you don't get to fight this one or you get this mechanic. Literally, Freedom Unite is everything every map every monster every weapon every mechanic it is literally everything up to that point in the series it's mm-hmm. like it's like the new it's like like smash brothers ultimate it is just all of it right mm-hmm. there is no what came what what happened freedom unite was just all of it for generation one and two there's nothing missed there's no stone unturned it's got all sorts of its own monsters. I'm okay with Freedom Unite. That's a great entry. Now, for your sixth one, I'm saying you could add another Monster Hunter, and that would actually make it pretty easy just to have another one on your list. I mean, in that case, then I'd do Iceborne as well. That hurts, but okay. I'll write it down. Why does that hurt? Clutch Claw. I hate it so much. Go ahead. It's your list. I'm not. I just like. I mean, I don't I mean, disagree with Iceborne a... being a a great game. I don't disagree. I just personally, I would have chose uh, Sunbreak. Personally. Okay. There you go. We got six from you, Ace. We don't have to eliminate anything from your list because a lot of the ones you picked. They're great RPGs, but they were just already on the list, like yeah. Bloodborne and uh, the first Knights of the Old Republic, stuff like that. Um, do you want a refresher of what's on the, the list and sure. to hear some of our entries? So the original list, which is, remember, we did the Metacritic thing of eliminating them from Metacritic's list. Um, so Disco Elysium, Dragon Age Origins, Neverwinter Nights, Fallout 3, Mass Effect 1. I'm saying that one specifically, it just says Mass Effect. Uh, Witcher 3, Blood and Wine, uh, World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade, Final Fantasy 6, uh, The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, which is just the base game, Baldur's Gate, World of Warcraft, The Wrath of the Lich King, Diablo 4, Xenoblade Chronicles, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy 7, Undertale, Demon's Souls, Bloodborne, Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim, World of Warcraft, the base game, Mass Effect 3, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Hades, uh, Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, Bastion, Diablo, as in Diablo 1, uh, Elden Ring, Mass Effect 2, Chrono Cross, The Legend of Grimrock, 
Baldur's Gate 2 and Shadows Baldur's Gate 2 colon the Shadows of Am. Okay. So this is what my my 10 entries were, and we're going to have to eliminate four the next time we talk about this. Is Octopath Traveler 2, Titan Quest, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Massive Chalice, Kingdoms of Amalur, Pokemon Shield, Triangle Strategy, Pokemon Arceus, Tales of Arise, and Diablo 3. Okay. And then Sasha's list was Fallout New Vegas, Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, Dragon Age Inquisition, Pokemon Gold slash Silver, Fable 2, Borderlands, Outer Worlds, Marvel Midnight Suns, and Pokemon XY. And she has nine because we both had... Um, Kingdoms of Amalur. King- Kingdoms of Amalur. That's the duplicate, yeah. Okay. So next time we're going to start cutting some RPGs from the list and then making that the top 50, and then we will finish this series by making our own top 10 and arguing for what should be the definitive top 10. And then 11 through 50 will just be on the list. We don't care about the rank. All right. Sound good? Yeah. I guess Monster Hunter could be the first to go then. I mean, I mean we'll talk about that at a different date. Me just know <laughs> I'm going to be... Ready to talk about why Fallout New Vegas is the greatest RPG of all time. <laughs> right. Right. So we don't have to cut anything from your list. Your list is safe because you have six. What we have to do is cut four from mine, three from Sasha's, mm-hmm. and then bring one back out of the seven cut. And then that's 50. That's 50. And there there are four that personally I could say goodbye to. But yeah, we'll right. talk about it. We'll make it a group decision. So toxic game communities. This has been a thing. Well, you did preface this. Toxic communities. For me, it's a game thing. What I wanted to talk about. So my stuff... Um, I'm not going to talk about it right now, but I'm just saying it's specifically so the audience knows Diablo four drama that went on the past couple of weeks with patch 1.1 season one and all, and all that jazz now patch 1.1.1 and all that stuff. And, and basically just how much people are just being little whiny baby bitches about the game and, really need to stop being armchair developers when you don't know fucking shit about anything. <laughs> like I, I'm very, <laughs> I was very fired up about this one. So Ace, yeah. what, what was the toxic community that you were going to be talking about? Cause oh, we, you seemed excited about this. I went like way above Ham. and beyond because you had pre- prefaced this as toxic communities in general. So I right. just took that and ran with it. So, oh no! I think oh shit! Did I, did I open? Did I, I open this up to politics? I mean, I mean, I can bring that up, but I don't feel it necessarily needs to. But since we brought up Barbie earlier, that definitely can be opened because of 
all the quote-unquote reviews that have been coming out about Barbie. Yeah, I know. I know nothing about a certain Ben Shabibo who is just pissed off because his scripts got rejected years ago when he tried to make it in Hollywood and ever since he's just been pissing and moaning about this movie, that movie. Yada yada blah blah blah. Oh. Anyways. I don't, I don't know who Ben Shabibo is, so Ben Shapiro blessed. Huh? Ben Shapiro. Blessed. He's the worst. Yeah. Okay. Him and Steven Crowder. Anyways. So, like I said, we're gonna go to the very beginning. We're gonna build from the ground up. Sure. So I framed this with the question of what is a toxic fandom? So the first aspect to me of describing this is to me, it's when a large section or subsection of a fandom engages in specific behavior around a piece of content or a collection of content. Sound good? Okay. We should have done this with RPGs to begin with. (laughs) The definition. Yes, go ahead. And then the second aspect is this behavior can include but is not limited to gatekeeping who can be in the fandom who is a true fan based on arbitrary or superfluous criteria i.e experience knowledge etc mm-hmm. uh, going on behaving poorly in public i.e disrupting retail or food service employees just trying to do their jobs quizzing people at conventions on their knowledge of the content etc etc then behaving poorly online i.e harassing writers actors directors etc over social media for their involvement of the content oh so we're going to talk about star wars aren't we like i said we're going to talk about a lot of stuff uh next up would be shaming others for enjoying certain characters or pieces of the content I have experienced this with anime, actually. Uh huh. Well, I would say there are certain animes where it's there's. Oh, I've been room told a straight for up discussion on that type of thing. I've been told I'm a misogynist because I like sword art online. Online. I mean, I haven't watched it, and I know there's a whole to do with it. I just haven't looked into it myself. Yeah, and then I mean, this is part of the reason why I don't like talking and doing stuff about anime is partially that is mm-hmm. the one of the few that I do like. People just like you like that. You're a terrible person for liking that. And I'm like you. You like Goblin Slayer? Literally has goblins raping women on the screen. Like I don't. <laughs> and then uh, this. Last one is gaming specific, acting as if players should have to meet uh, certain stats or performance metrics to be allowed to play with one another, excluding people for certain cosmetics, equipment choices, etc. Like Jesuit Monte. Yep. So the thing that I was so against people using in the Monster Hunter community because it was straight up uh, racism and nationalism against French well, people who played Monster Hunter. We'll we'll get there. So now we go into mm-hmm. content examples. First up, as Sasha mentioned, 
being Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars, in general, has one of the largest collections of toxic fan groups. Because oh, yeah. I feel, at least, a lot of them are too attached to their nostalgia for the original three. And now even some of that with the prequels. And I think people just need to stop taking it so seriously. I mean, the toxic it's... fandom that 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 hated on the prequels is why George Lucas left. And Not that's why we that, got the sequels. I, like bullied yeah, so the actors actually, off social media. Oh yeah. Well, Aiden I have, Christensen, the poor guy. I have yeah. yeah, I have specific I have specific things too with that. Um first and most glaring being The Last Jedi. People attacking Ryan Johnson overall for the movie for mm -hmm. their own reasons which if your whole thing is how this, how it was directed dialogue and stuff like that how it progressed I would like to remind a lot of people that scripts are often managed and overseen and approved and accepted by top level people like execs like directors from my understanding and i could be wrong do not have the final say of everything that goes into a movie depends on a lot the of creative control well depends on the director and depends on the studio mm -hmm. and while i'm not excusing for excusing ryan johnson for things he may have done wrong i think he definitely got a lot more shit than he ever deserved and I think he's a good oh, actor, yeah. if or a good director. I mean, just off of the the uh, problem isn't isn't the isn't the manner of the content. The the problem was the way people treated him, right? Well, yeah. Now, personally, I think all of the the sequels, so seven, eight, nine, as far as movies go, are dog shit, and they have good moments. There's like good moment. Boring slash hate it. Good moment. Boring slash hate it. I hate the sequels. And that's like, a perfectly fine opinion and but, point of view to have. But the difference but, is you aren't attacking him online right. or like sending death no. threats in email or an actual mail or like calling for him to be fired and this and that and the other thing. And then also, you're not bullying Daisy Ridley. You're not bullying Kelly Marie Tran. Mm -hmm. to the point where they leave social media because they just can't handle it anymore. You know how much I don't do that? I don't even know who those last two people you said are. Ray and Rose. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Two of the most, well, Ray obviously probably the most prominent character in the new trilogy. And then... Yeah, yeah. I, Ray, I know the characters. Rose, who was becoming a prominent character then yeah. mysteriously was like no or she's in she's, Rise of she Skywalker was but yeah but she they crippled was it they crippled the story sidelined yeah which yeah. made it feel weird 
like you they fed into the backlash from the fans and then just cut off the story. Yeah, but, yeah, it was designed by committee. Like right. Yeah, and it was And that's an example of why that like, only works so much. That only works in certain situations and for certain fans, things. especially toxic fans, because you're damned if you do. You you're damned if you don't. Because I think it's there's clear clear evidence that what happened with Rise of Skywalker was the result of all the negative backlash for the Last Jedi. I mean, there's a lot of things that are a result of negative fandom. Like the fact that the sequels were entirely owned by Disney yeah. is part of that. The the fact that George Lucas washed his hands of it and walked away. Have you seen the interviews of of of, of him post those movies and post the sale the sale? I cannot, but I can only imagine. When did um, when so did like George this, Lucas get out? At what point in the movie releases like is he out? 2008, 2009, I think. Before the sequels. Like, before yeah. they start, Disney started pump, pumping any movies out. Okay. Yeah, so, then we, this goes into my coverage of the prequels. So, of George the Lucas, sequels, obviously. Rogue One and Han, whatever Han Solo movie is. Han, I do think it's just called Han Solo. Solo, yeah. I think. Just Solo. They're, they're kind of like own yeah. stories. So right. George Lucas is really reacting to how everybody treated this after the prequels then. Cause I remember those not yes. being super well received either. Yeah, no, he stepped away after the prequels. Essentially he killed, he held on to the rights, but there was no plans for the sequels. He wasn't going to do them anymore. And as far as I understand, I'm not a super big Star Wars fan. Like, I may have a couple Star Wars t-shirts, but, like, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not, like, super, like, following every interview or stuff. Right. Like I said, I didn't even know the actress that portrayed Rey and the other character. I don't even remember the character's name because I only watched that movie once. Rose. Rose. Yeah, I remember liking her. She was the one they had the scene in in the escape pod where she was like trying to talk to him. I can't remember. I know it's yeah. the second one. Yeah, sort of, um, sort of like fangirling, but then being like, "You're not who yes. I thought you were. I'm gonna tase you." Yes. Yeah. Like I think she had some great moments, but like that's what I was saying. Like those movies have great moments, but they just don't have any sort of glue between those moments but um like yeah george lucas was so disheartened by the backlash of the the prequels that he left and i think that was like i remember as a kid right because like i was 10 when the the first uh episode one came out i think Mm -hmm. and i like it was he was huge right everyone was like you know, like, oh, we're so hyped. There were Star Wars Legos for the first time. Not maybe not the first time, but they got really popular again, I think. Yeah. Um, we had the you collect all the Pepsi cans mm-hmm. of all the different ca- characters. Like we everyone was just super hyped. And I had just became like a as a kid a Star Wars fan because I don't know. When I was a super young kid, I hated it because it was some weird sci-fi thing that dad watched like Star Trek and I hated it. 
And I just didn't. But then I kind of grew into it because I got into the spaceships and stuff when I was like grade school. And then, ta-da, there's a new movie coming out and I'm super excited for it. I watched it. I loved it. I still like the, the prequels. Sure, they're not perfect movies, but like as yeah. a kid, I loved them. But I remember people like me as a kid telling me I hated it. Like, like they were like, no, you should hate those. Look what they did. And then like being as someone who's a little bit older and missed seeing the original versions of episodes four, five and six, where they didn't add in stuff and didn't change things like the whole Han shot first thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like there was all sorts of sects of the fandom that were like already hating on me for just trying to like Star Wars at that age. Mm-hmm. Right. Like. I understand. There was gatekeeping I to- was so into Jar Jar Binks as a fifth grader and like not understanding why people thought that was weird. But like, I'm a child. Of course, I like Jar Jar Binks. Right. Yeah. And also, that goes into my next point of Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Like, the fact that they, that people disliked him so much that he then also got the sideline treatment, but then also was contemplating suicide because of how people were treating him. And then something that really pissed me off with season three of the Mandalorian was people's reaction to him being included as a Jedi master. But I also learned that he was in like a sort of like a kids competition show too as his Jedi character. Um, Mm -hmm. People acting like, oh, this is his redemption and blah, blah, blah. He he really did good with this. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, he didn't need to be redeemed. He was just an actor doing a job. He was following the script and the direction that he was getting. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, if you don't like a character, if you don't like a piece of content, Leave it there. People if you have go a so difficult far... time separating actors from their oh, yeah. characters. Because isn't that why, like, the kid, Jake Lloyd, isn't why he doesn't do any acting? Hayden Christensen didn't do There's any acting one. for, like, ten years. Uh, the kid that plays Joffrey in Game of Thrones, he's like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, he's gone. I'm done. He's gone. Yeah. Or um, good luck, good luck, the guy that plays Ramsey Bolton getting typecast as anything but, like, the most evil creature ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Martin I mean, Malfoy from the Harry Potter stuff. Like he had to quit acting. He had one other role, which was in rise of the planet of the apes. And that was it. And he played a jerk in that too, which didn't help, but yeah. But yeah. And then yeah. going back to uh, Hayden Christensen, like he at this, this year's star Wars celebration, a clip of him getting, Standing a standing ovation from people mm-hmm. for returning to Star Wars in Obi Wan Kenobi, and him like it looks like, and I think people have confirmed that like he had tears in his eyes from that because yeah he felt like he actually he was, so was accepted after years of yeah. being hated for yeah his portrayal of Anakin, but like again. A lot of that is related to dialogue and direction. Actors are often 
working with what they're given and how they're directed. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, in some movies, like Deadpool and stuff like that, there's like obvious ad libs and stuff, and just movies in general where like ad libs and goofs and stuff like that are sometimes left in and kept. But like, mm -hmm. you don't know. You don't know what's kept and what's like taken out, removed. There could have been stuff that was like a hundred times worse than I hate sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. I said that so much when we were at the beach. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> right. I was fine. I was washing sand out of the girl's hair still this week. Like, <laughs> oh man. Sand does suck. It's okay, Hayden. It sucks real bad. <laughs> yeah. And then going to my next piece of content example would be mm -hmm. Rick and Morty. Uh, oh, yeah. I have heard about the very toxic fan base. Of I've heard about them. I've just watched like seasons one through five of Rick and Morty, and that's it. And I'm just like, it's okay. I fell off of season two and tried to get back into it, but I just couldn't because mm -hmm. of the whole Szechuan sauce saga and the whole subset of the community that thinks it's the most intellectual comedy show of all time. And if you don't oh, yeah. think so, you just don't get it. That type of yeah. attitude that people have. But yeah, yeah like, as I discussed, the whole... It's extreme disrupting, gatekeeping. Disrupting retail and or food service employees going into McDonald's and jumping on countertops and screaming about Szechuan sauce because they referenced it, I think, in one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just bizarre behavior and unacceptable. And, like, obviously there's, like, the whole clout, clout community for being being a delinquent in public but like that was one of the, th the major things that drove me away from rick and morty was just that type of behavior like i was just like what are you guys doing how how would this even be remotely acceptable in your mind mm -hmm. like it's one thing if like you and all your friends work at this one mcdonald's so you're all in the joke but since that's very likely not the case. Right. What you're doing, not okay. And then moving on to the next piece of content, Monster Hunter. Je suis monté. People kicking people who use mm -hmm. one weapon because because they know, thought they were it's... French. Because they literally thought they were French. Yes. Yeah, French or just assuming because that. There was... and... So some context for you, Sasha. Apparently it became a thing that... So there was this new mechanic in Monster Hunter at the time called mounting. And it was considered a cheese strat and easy to do. And uh, there was the default line of text uh, in, in French is Jésus Monté, which is roughly translated in English to I mounted the monster, which is just the normal generic text 
of when you do the mechanic and you mount the monster, right? And it became such a prevalent thing that it became like a meme to people and everyone thought it was funny to be like, hey, Jesus Monte, like a and they just anyone who used this weapon uh who who did it um was just immediately considered a bad at the game possibly french which main meant that all french players were bad at the game now so we just discluded a whole country from the game um the reason why i'm so intimately knowledgeable about this is because this happened at, at mid mid time of me being a uh, a moderator on r slash monster hunter or, or reddit's monster hunter page um and when i say what when i was the the moderator i was the only active moderator for that two hundred thousand person site so i was continuously knocking down and telling people hey can we stop being disclusionary and racist and nationalist and all this stuff against people in the comics because you may think it's funny, you may think it's a joke, and you may intend it to be a joke. There are people who do not see this as funny and are actively not able to play the game because they're getting kicked for being French or using one of the 14 weapons available to them or all sorts of reasons. So it was a big deal. This is all before World, so it wasn't like as popular as it was yeah it, it is now but that was just straight up there's no it's bigotry it was just straight up bigotry because of a joke yeah. and then if you with. want to bring it up to modern monster hunter times we can discuss layered armor kickers and time attackers i don't know about oh the the purchased layered armor yep, yeah with rise slash sunbreak there were people who were picking players who had a certain paid dlc armor and paid dlc uh layered weapons so mm -hmm. this is all aesthetic stuff has nothing to do with like the strength of the weapon or being easier to take down monsters it's all just cosmetic stuff that you can pay for if you want to and people were kicking people who had yep. this stuff as a form of protest, as a fo form of punishment protest, if you want to call it that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Just ridiculous behavior. Yep. Yep, that happened. It wasn't as prevalent as the Jesuits one day, but yeah, it did happen. Mm -hmm. um, what was the other thing you said? I forget. Time attackers. I have mixed feelings on that one. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but at least so many, with what so many have been so toxic to the community and so many people aren't too like. Right. So, yeah. I don't think I would define it as well, but do you want to explain for Sasha what time attackers are in relation to Monster Hunter? It's similar to like speedrunning games. That type well, they of call themselves first of all. They do call themselves speedrunners, even though oh, technically do. it's they do, uh, even though it's not. 
Basically, they say um, you're A, a casual, or B, not really a fan if you're not speedrunning slash time attacking the game. If you aren't improving your hunting times on monsters, what are you doing? Essentially, is their mentality. And this has happened through Twitter. This has happened through Reddit. This has happened through in-game. You can see it all around. Um, And even this podcast has been affected by that one time. Uh, because I had to kick the one and only person from our Discord for being combated with me over the fact that I don't I, I don't like being called casual. It, I really don't. Mm-hmm. And this person was a time attacker. And they was like, okay, you just this just means you're casual. I was like, I'm not casual. I'm in no way casual about Monster Hunter. I was a active moderator for six years of a site for this game. I was heavily involved in the community the whole time. I have made a pot at the time, a podcast based solely on this game. And a, you know, this whole discord community is based on this podcast that I created to talk specifically about monster hunter. Like, now that's not the case anymore because I after uh, after a year or two I generalized it you know into, into gaming because I have more passions than Monster Hunter, but you know like I'm obviously not a casual person, right? So then he's this person, this individual started getting more combative, and I was standing my ground. It's like I am not a casual. I am not going to call myself that. Don't call me that. I wasn't being mad, but I wasn't like being, I don't know, accepting of what they were saying. And mm. then they started to personally attack me. And I was like, we can't, I don't, I wouldn't allow you to do that to anyone else. So this is why Ace and Chauncey are now moderators because now instead of me having to ban that person, because it looks like just a beef between me and one other person, and I banned them because they disagreed with me. I had to make other people moderators, so like if someone went after me, that like someone could objectively come in and do something about it without. Because like I think, in my opinion, he was objectively wrong for attacking anyone, but I wasn't special in that case. The only problem was is I was the only person that had the power to do that, so it made it look weird to me um, at the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, aside from that, I mean, just the online behavior too. Like when mm-hmm. the, what, the beta for Rise was out and these speedrunners, time attackers, were starting their things, there was one that was already bashing the game before the entire thing was out. Because. Yeah he wasn't getting the runs that he wanted because oh because of the randomization of the spawns and that the kind randomization of, of the spawns and stuff like that yeah and like yeah. i think he also <laughs> was like bagging on people for using like a certain weapon type or whatever in the beta mm-hmm. just attacking people and attacking the game when it's not the full game and like i called him out on that and then there was like a certain aspect of it that i think i probably misunderstood of what he was saying 
but he still took it upon himself to say that like i was mentally deficient over that and mm. i was like all right we're yeah, done that's... here like yeah, this is a game why are you taking this so seriously and attacking people and then insulting people insulting people's intelligence over a game when imagine you having your entire ego wrapped up into a single game that's what that is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like effectively yeah. it's your it's your whole person in... right and Which I mean, obviously, is unhealthy. Yes, on the it is on the flip side of that too. There is also like toxic behavior by Monster Hunter community in general, um, which I sort of did engage in uh, when a bearded streamer decided to play Rise and play Rise horribly, and then when he uh, for the record, it because... wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> obviously it wasn't wasn't you i'm also not a streamer so so i don't know i would say he was playing the game pretty lackadaisically i didn't Mm -hmm. see if he had watched the tutorial or like actually had taken the time to learn the mechanics but he was facing a pretty low and debatably easy easy monster and I mean, the whole rank he, is easy. the The whole beginning, low rank is easy. Like, right? And sure, difficulty he, is a scale, and people have difficulties with different things. But he was perfectly capable of handling what was there. Yeah, and he failed. He carted out and uh, said, "If you like this game, you like bad games," which I think he intentionally did to piss off Monster Hunter fans and a lot of fans, myself included, but I would say not as heavily as some other fans took that bait and like went after him for that, that bad take. And oh yeah. Like and it escalated. After, it, it, yeah. it really escalated. Yeah. And looking into it, I think that was 100% like his plan to piss people piss Monster Hunter fans off because his whole like community has like this weird like insulting fetish type thing of like dragging each other like as a joke but like in I would say debatably ways that could be 100% taken as hurtful but you know I mean, some, some so guys, whatever. Some guys do that to each other as friends. Like, it's just a thing. Like, yeah, and apparently that's his whole like community. I don't yeah. get it. I think it's weird, but whatever. If that works for you to. and gets you I, paid. I guess go for it then. Whatever. We uh, when I was in high school and early college that was the kind of humor that I was into with, with my friends. So I yeah. get it. I think as, that was a, as a product of the times though. I feel like that was just like all of the movies, TV, all the media right. was just like that. Yeah. I mean, road trip, that was all road trip was like, you remember yeah. that movie? Yes. Yeah. I was, 
con- American say, Pie, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say in that case that was a uh, double fault. I don't think we as the Monster Hunter community should have reacted the way we did, and I also don't think he should have done that in the first place outside of his own community. Right. I don't. But, yeah. Whatever it happened, so, we're past it. So, so Sasha, I I know there was a lot there that you didn't have to, much to add to. Did you have any thoughts on toxic communities? Um, I mean, I think uh, my like own personal experience of it has been like in playing games like uh, like WoW or even uh, Gems of War, like where you have um, kind of an expectation to play daily and invest a certain amount of your time. And if you don't do that, you're a casual. Um, and there is a certain yeah. like amount of gatekeeping that happens that like you are unable to access certain parts of the game without dedicating a certain amount of your time to the expectation of other players. And yep. that being a really frustrating aspect of, yes, I would like to play these games, but I have a job and a life and I don't, I don't have the time to dedicate every bit of my free time to this game and then to be told that well i guess i just don't like it that much um or you're casually involved in it is it just it really takes away from it um so i do think that in general my experience with like world of warcraft has been really toxic um guild wars all that stuff I get that with the Diablo community because I refuse to net deck builds and I refused. I just come up with my own builds and I refuse because of that. I'm not going to push the highest end content. And they're like, well, you haven't done this. So like, why should we listen to you? I was like, I mean, I, I am coming up with my own thing and I got hate for liking Diablo three story back in the day when everyone was supposed to hate it. Uh, I got gatekeeped for that. I got like, is it is it so out of the question to just enjoy what you want to enjoy like and at the level which you want to enjoy it and then have to label people based on that i I do think it really comes down to like the personality type of the person who's investing like so much of their themselves into the content that they're Mm -hmm. consuming and I, I think that is why they become so like defensive and gatekeepy about it. Is that like, well, you're not dedicating the time that I'm dedicating to it, so you don't like it as much as I do. Yeah. And yeah, and it's a bummer. Yeah, it's it's hard for me because I I have been in a situation where I've been trying to talk to someone about something and I've been playing more, absolutely more than them and they're like well you don't know what you're talking about and i'm like i'm not trying to throw my experience at you in this situation hear me out but i am playing more than you and like <laughs> like it's it's not i just don't agree with you well how could you everyone thinks that. no no not every obviously not everyone thinks this because i don't and there's several other people that don't we're just not out there spewing this stuff online or whatnot um yeah Mm -hmm. so like this this kind of feeds into the situation 
I want to regale the story of how this happened. This this whole Diablo shindig. Because I, I know, Sasha, you've been playing, but you're not really, you haven't really followed the community stuff as much. Yeah, and not a ton. Ace, Ace, you've been busy with family and other work and stuff, so you probably yeah. haven't seen the drama around this either. So, And speaking of which, I'll be right back. Sure. <laughs> um, so, Diablo 4, very highly anticipated game. Obviously, a very highly anticipated series in general. Um, Diablo 4, I think, had a lot to prove to the community, to the fandom, a lot of stuff, because a lot of people felt let down by Diablo 3 from the artistic style to some design choices that were made in 3. I don't necessarily agree with with the whole they needed to live up to the franchise mentality, but I'm obviously a minority and apparently this majority of way of thinking of Diablo um, uh, as being a shill for, for Blizzard's money at this point. Like, I, I don't know. I've always been invested in the game series. I liked 3. Whatever. I'm excited for 4. So... Four comes out, it's reviewing very well. It's doing very well. It's selling very well. However, there are some things that aren't perfect. Um, in the beta, sorcerers uh, were super strong, and the developers kind of realized that, so they nerfed the sorcerer before the game actually came out. Sorcerer ends up being kind of the worst class as a result. Um not a lot of survivability. A lot of things don't work the best way they should. Um, yeah, I do remember uh, my husband's buddy is playing a sorcerer class and he was bitching that he had to turn the world difficulty down. Yeah. Yeah. So base release, there's some balance issues. There's bugs, whatnot. I mean... If you played a Bethesda game, there's bugs. Like, yeah. it's just, it just happens. Like, you, so it's an online, you know, games as a service game. They plan on continuously updating the game. And I will say every step through the process, we had quarterly updates for years on the progress of Diablo 4 and what was happening with Diablo 4, their design choices, their philosophies. We saw like skill trees from like way back in alpha days. Like why would they show us that? Because they wanted to get it right. They were in gate. Like we want fan feedback to work with the fans to create the game that you want to play was like their sort of mentality, which is kind of unheard of from game companies. A lot of the times, especially blizzard. They're like, here's the game. Enjoy it. Give us money. Like, is is most of the mentality for games. So I've been very appreciative of this very open dialogue between developers and fans, or, you know, players, I should say. Di you know, developers and players, I should say. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun with the game, obviously, but there are people who are just like, I don't, you know, why did they do this? Why did they do that? Why did they do this? And it starts growing, right? But... We get the announcement, season one's coming, and we're going to give you a big drop of the patch notes, and then like the next day, season one's going to be live. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. Developers are excited, right? 
they release the patch notes and people lose their other fucking minds because like it was nerfs across the board on the best builds, the best mechanics to beat the game, all the stuff because I'm sorry, fans, the shit was broken. Like it wasn't supposed to be that way. So they're balancing it down because it's a game that is meant to be balanced. They're bringing it back to a baseline and they want to work their way up from that. They said that they communicated that when they did the patch, they put developers notes beside the nerf saying, Hey, I know it sucks to get nerfed, but like this is overperforming by a lot. Like people were mad about the Druid having a bug that did billions of damage and when I say billions is like most damage numbers in the game are in the thousands so when there's a bug that causes a skill to do billions obviously it's broken right like it's not supposed to be that way so they nerfed that they nerfed bone spear necros because they were one-shotting bosses like they would be just like oh boss is here dead gotcha Gotcha, fam. <laughs> like, there was all sorts of problems. There's mechanics that are still, even after the nerfs, um, wildly better than everything else. So, like, to to explain briefly, is they want various builds to be in the game. They want you to be able to build um, crit builds, right? They want you to do dots. And yeah, you, you're familiar with dots. Yeah. Um, they want you to do, you know, like like pet builds and, you know, certain skills. And they want to sell you these fantasy of all these different things. But crit damage and vulnerability damage, which vulnerability is this new mechanic. Basically, you apply a debuff that makes a monster vulnerable for a certain amount of time. Vulnerable damage is something that's prevalent in a lot of classes. Um, less so in Sorcerer. <laughs> which is part of the problem with Sorcerer. Um, so the meta thing is to do vulnerable damage because vulnerable damage stacks higher than anything else. The most amount of damage you can get is vulnerable damage. Like, And because of the way the damage formula works, any any point of vulnerable damage is worth like three to... I'm exaggerating, but like I don't know the exact number, but it's it's worth its weight, whereas everything else is scaled, right? So the highest stat you can get is vulnerable damage. And they nerfed it. They completely, 40% of vulnerable damage, gone. Took it off your weapons. Took it off the weapons that are going to drop. They've nerfed the ability. And it's still better. It's still the best way to do damage. Like, they still need to balance these other things out. And then people were like, well, I don't want to play the game anymore because you made me feel less powerful. And... That kind of stuff. I feel like it would it it's gonna have a the intended effect for me because my biggest issue with Diablo three was how easy it was to just hold a button down and clear everything out. Just it's like the yeah. game was so easy. I needed difficulty. I was falling asleep playing Diablo three. Yeah. So they're trying to make a slower paced more difficult game. And in some ways, I think they have achieved that. But in other ways, they're still working on it. 
it's a process that they're going through. So this patch also uh, nerfs a lot of things on the sorcerer. Uh, coincidentally, not to nerf the sorcerer, but sorcerers in a bad place. Like, been in a bad place. They're not even close to the top of the list. They get nerfed hard by all these things because they have to abuse these mechanics just to stay close to the other classes. And of course, these mechanics get get debuffed. And the community goes nuts, right? And so bad that Blizzard is like, the the development team is like, hey, we're going to do a campfire chat, which is what they call their developers talking to the camera at the player audience developer updates essentially uh about 1.1 which is the the patch that caused all this and they're doing it mid-season so we're like okay so you're not supposed to mess with the game mid-season right like it's never what you do you you patch it for each next season right so they come on and i swear um by this time they have received death threats they have received like outrageous like public outcries by youtubers by individuals people calling them shit developers uh and have no idea what they're doing and like they should fire them all and that kind of stuff and there's actually a it's a meme but it's actually a pretty telling one of how poorly the fans treated them because they show a clip of the first campfire chat when they introduce the patch and they're all smiley and like a screenshot and they're like having a good time talking about stuff. And then literally just a screenshot of them all just looking down, tired, depressed in this next campfire chat. Uh, It was like how it started and how it ended up is, is the meme. And then it's just not cool. And it's still happening. People are still shitting on them constantly as a developer now there's all sorts of backstory and problems that are feeding into this as well like a there's the distrust because of diablo 3 b it's blizzard so people just immediately think they're sickos and like sickos and misogynists already because of the stuff even though those people were kicked out um c the acquisition is going on and it's really screwing with things. And you can tell that it's pushing timelines back. Um, they don't say that because why would they say that? Cause they're, that'd be undercutting their bosses. Right. So it's just this, this cavalcade of situations and the fans are giving them no quarter at all, no understanding. And so they come on another dev stream after that one this this past friday they're in much better spirits but they have buffs they've they're going to increase the sorcerers damage they're fixing a lot of things and it just shows how much they are willing to engage with the community and do this feedback back and forth and i'm gonna be honest like i'm surprised they're still doing it even though they've been doing it from the beginning and i think they want to prove people like hey we're still going to be engaging with you and try to figure out how to do this game. But like, I don't think the community deserves that at this point because 
I I would like to see these updates and 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 hear their thoughts and design philosophies because to me it's like a making of documentary as they're going they're telling us everything like but people just it's like a bunch of monkeys throwing shit in their face for visiting them at the zoo like I don't like I don't know what what to think at this point you know, I was a lot more hyped about this last week and we hadn't got the new patch update this week to to sort of calm things down because there are pe- more people being vocal about hey be nice to them they're actually doing good things hey we like this like that kind of thing but it's just been it's been a really toxic experience being in this community the past two weeks um I I don't care if they made a terrible game. They don't deserve what the people were throwing at them. Yeah. Problem I, is, I mean, I I think it's kind of embarrassing, like th- that people are this upset over, like the game wasn't taken from you. No, the, no aspect of the game was cut off from you. Like, I just. I think these are the same type of people who throw temper tantrums in public places over like customer service and having mm-hmm. to wait in line and you know just like yeah. basic human decency. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't don't say Karens. I can see it on your face. Don't do it, Ace. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say anything. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I just don't like that when people call people Karens. Like, I was also just going to add the qualifier of, like, not people behaving this way, adults behaving this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People who are yeah. supposed to think and behave rationally, but can't because they feel as though they have been slighted in some way or are entitled to something in some way. Yeah. And it, um, and a lot of it is entitlement. Like a lot of it is just the idea of entitlement. You have wronged me. I don't deserve this. Like, I'm I'm sorry. You're doing four thousand less damage on your rogue now. Even then, like, in what way were you wronged? You paid sixty bucks for a game. What does that developer owe you their life for? Like. Get over no, yourself. they don't. Yeah. And they, they've been, like I said, they've been more than accommodating, being very open about their design philosophy. Like, I've never heard of a developer being this open about this is what we want to do. This is how we were trying to achieve it. They got flack because, like, one of the, the one of the things is people want more stash space, like more just room to store items in the game. And the uh, one of the like, I, I forget his Joe. It's one of the Joes. He is, I think he's like the lead systems designer or something like that. Or maybe he's just like one of the general Diablo people goes on Twitter and in an entirely hat in his hand situation, like here's why we can't give you more stash space. Right? Like, because of the programming and the way it works is 
when you see another player, you aren't just seeing their equipment. You're also seeing the game reads their inventory and their stash. So it's loading in all the items from their inventory and their stash. Now, design-wise, it doesn't sound like a great idea, right? Like, And that's obviously the problem. It is like why you're looking at four people in town. You're seeing their entire full inventory according to it's loading all of their inventories and loading all of their stashes. So like adding more stash tabs is going to compound that issue. So what we're going to um, end up getting is something like, uh, like in wow, the uh, drain one where you get like this whole little hub independent of all the other players so that you can have extra stash space. That's what we're going to end up getting. Right. And, you know, I don't know as a, I'm not a game designer, right? I'm not, I mean, I am a programmer in some ways and I do agree that that sounds weird and I don't know how that happened, but it's also, there's some some reason for that being the case, right? Like there's, there's not, we don't have an explanation. I don't think they owe us an explanation for that being the case, but then you get people who are, not developers being like, you're so dumb. Why would you design the system that way? Is like, you have no idea what's going on there. You have no uh, idea how to how to even code. Like, let me ask. You have is, is the inventory and stash system different, and is there more or less than previous games? Uh, that's so kind of the same. I understand. It was my understanding that inventory and stash management was always an aspect of Diablo as a series. It is. Yes, it always is. Has been. Um, it seems say... that it's the same, but the difference is that like in Diablo 3, there weren't every all these other players in the main city when you were there managing your stash. Now, right. what what it is, is it's like trying to go through your own stash, but the game is filtering out all of the other players' information as well, and it didn't have right. to do that in the previous games. Yeah, the most it had to do was three other people. Now you can see 11 other people. Uh, it, which sort of like, I think so... that this is how they've always done things, at least like Blizzard-wise, because I can tell you trying to play WoW on uh, like a not gaming computer <laughs> like you're yeah, gonna have just, a hard time it, accessing your bank in like stormwind city <laughs> you're gonna have to go you're gonna have to go somewhere where it's a little less popular yes Mm-hmm. so yeah that could be the case that could be very well that they are sharing some internal systems to use these because the, the inventory works pretty much the same from Diablo one to war, you know, World Warcraft to you know Diablo four. Like they're pretty, you know, it's pretty much an item Tetris so, system. So essentially, my understanding then is that it may just be a poor way that they've implemented the system with multiplayer, and maybe and. To my mind, then, the rational way to do this would be to more servers, less traffic. I was going to say the rational way to respond to that would be to, I don't know, fill out a feedback survey 
and I hope they don't have well, that issue in the next Diablo game or that they potentially fix it in a patch I, and to not get so hung up on right so, so the, with the game the problem that that, that we're having obviously is the, the people being toxic about this situation and it gets me angry when people think they know how to develop a game and they don't even know how to freaking program hello world like that that makes me angry because it's like this shit ain't easy it's, it's never been easy and it's not it, you know people are like it's not rocket science i was like no rocket science is probably fucking easy yeah. at this point yeah like it is you understand like the when you look at the credits of a game almost any game these days especially a triple a game there's thousands of people on that list right and it's not like one programmer it's like 400 programmers from like six studios like <laughs> like is this this isn't easy and then what 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 really spurned me about this situation is this guy is is as good hearted as he was trying to be to just tell them this is why right like we are going to be transparent and tell you this is why we can't just give you 17 more stash tabs right and I feel like it was a little naive to go that route and just expect people not to shit on him for that because that doesn't sound great when when you talk about the, like now we know why. But like I think but, it's like, a perfectly acceptable explanation. Like I don't want my game to it run is. poorly because Chad has seventeen right. tabs of fucking gems. Like <laughs> right, right. So now, so like, so now. Funny story, I have been keeping my inventory space down. Like, I get rid of stuff. I, I keep, I'm keeping, like, a set of stuff because I might be switching my build to a fire build for my sorceress when the new patch drops because it's getting a lot of support. I was originally doing fire. It wasn't doing anything. Like, I was, Chance was, like, 10 levels below me and out damaging me. And I was just like, this isn't, this isn't right. Like, I need to. I need to switch. So I switched to ice. It's doing really well. And then when the patch comes out, I'm going to try switching back to fire. So I'm keeping some of the, that gear. My inventory is not even close to full. Right. But I know I've seen YouTubers talk about this and stuff. You look at that and their inventory is stacked. All of it, like full to the brim. And you're like, okay. I mean, that's how you want to play your game. That's how you want to play your game. But like, obviously you can see why it lags when a lot of people come up on the screen and that kind of stuff, if, if that's the problem. It just, they, he was being so forthcoming with information on how and why and being transparent and being open to community. And again, it's like a bunch of fucking ravenous monkeys just throwing shit on his face because it wasn't what they expected or wanted. Like, mm -hmm. that's my biggest problem is that like, People aren't getting like the, the, it's the entitlement that the the audacity that you didn't cater to what I wanted, and yeah. like that was true in Diablo three. That's true now. That's true for other games. Like people get fucking pissed in Monster Hunter when their favorite Monster Hunter monster doesn't come back. Now don't get me wrong. I make jokes that like Diablo's has to be in every Monster Hunter game, but like if if he's not there. Oh well, I've dealt with it with two other games. Like, well, I didn't really deal with it before because it didn't come out in the United States. But you know what I mean. Like, it's 
I've dealt with it before. And what? Well, Diablos is in Monster Hunter now, so you have no excuse not to play that game now when it comes out. <laughs> no. It's just Pokemon Go with Monster Hunter. I don't like Pokemon Go. I don't want to play Monster Hunter now. Um, but, like, it's just this this crazy... It, what I'm saying is it's a crazy inse- like sense of entitlement. And then also, the other part that really irks me is the armchair developers. They're like, well, because I know about video games, I know how to code video games. No, you don't. Don't even... Don't even try... Like, yeah, gosh, I tried to make like a simple like Mario level platformer and that was not fun and easy. Like, I think I think they're just going to end up finding a solution to be able to give people the tabs is what it's going to be. It's going to be like more servers to handle the traffic so that there's less. Yeah. Or they're going to give us like a safe hub that like your character goes to and there's not any other like it's the only place in the world that you're not going to see overlaps with other characters and that's where you'll access your stash yeah yeah it's it's just there's there's solutions coming and like they, they just gave us I think like I said yesterday there's a long list of stuff they're adding stuff they're changing they're increasing monster density that the people have been asking for which is going to take a hit on performance. They literally addressed, I can't think of an issue that people have been crying about that they didn't try to address. And in that interview yesterday, it was like, why can't you zoom out the camera? And they're like, well, we got to talk to the system people to see if that can be done. Um, because it's going to cause performance issues. If we zoom out the camera, we designed it this way. I was going to say, the same reason why, like, first-person and third-person games have procedural generation, so that the whole entire map isn't rendered yeah. to you when you're not looking at it, so that your game isn't functioning on potato mode, as a lot of people like to call it. Right. So there's all sorts of things like, that they're trying to... like, And, and it's it feels like... It feels like anytime they try to explain something, people are like, oh, yeah, but what about this? Oh, yeah, but what about this? Oh, yeah, like, like okay, cool it, cool it. Like, here, the, the one of the cool things for me, when we got this new patch thing, because, like, I told, like I said, like, I might switch back to a fire build because I was very interested in that, and they're, like, they're buffing it. And I was like, right now, the meta build for Sorceress is Ice, which is what I was doing, and it's using the skill Blizzard, and it has spikes that come up, and it's, like, super damaging and whatnot, but they're not using uh, Frozen Orb, which is, like, just not part of the build, and I added Frozen in Orb on my version of it, and I'm not, I don't, I really don't hate, like how meta builds work. Like, literally, the meta build is, use this aspect with Blizzard that causes spikes. Have everything else be a defensive and or shield everything mm-hmm. the only damaging skills blizzard and i'm like screw that i'm going to have all damaging skills all the time and synergize them and put one defensive skill on <laughs> is yeah. what i was doing and then like in the patch notes like all the sorcerer stuff that they're it's not really patch notes but they talked about like 
all of these things are getting buffed, right? And then, like, it was all fire and lightning, and there's one ice buff, and it was the one thing that I'm using that's different from the meta build, and I was like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Like a little personal win. Like, yes! Frozen orb! Uh, It was just... I, I don't know. It's just... It makes it hard for me to connect with people about this game too. That's why I was excited when I heard <laughs> Sasha got the game. I wanted to talk to her about it because people were just being so toxic. Ah, why did this happen? I don't want to talk about this. Blah blah blah. Like Diablo three right. story happened, and no one could talk about it with me. And I was so excited about the lore implications at the time. And I was just like, No, right. yeah, everyone, yeah, I hate it. Yeah, everyone, everyone hates it. Right, like. Oh boy, that asthma Dan, he's he's something else, isn't he? And I was like me, I was like wanting to talk about the larger world and stuff, and people are just focused on the bad writing and just it it makes it not fun to engage with the community. It really does. It's just so negative. Like I I almost just left Reddit for good over just, the other day. I don't understand why people spend you spend so much time playing a game that you're so negative about. Like, do you even like it? Like, why are you, why are you playing it? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I don't, I can like, get heated up about my games and get really passionate because I play it a lot, but I don't get angry at people over it. I don't get, I'm never going to send a death threat. I don't even send death threats to my ex wife. And you guys have heard half the stuff she's done. <laughs> I mean, like, like I, I'm, I think, uh, even just to go back to Fallout 76 as an example, like I'm a diehard Fallout fan and I pre-ordered Fallout 76 and I took, you know, like some time off work and I was super, super excited and like just completely shattered with that. And I yeah. don't, I don't think that anybody at, yeah, I don't think anybody at Bethesda like heard anything from me about that. I just stopped playing the game because that's what you do as an adult. Right. Just move on. Yeah. <laughs> that or leaving like a review on like their site or on like IMDB or Metacritic or whatever. But like harassing people on social media, emailing the company, sending actual physical letters and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, you know what? I just don't have time for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's... Just play something like, different. <laughs> the highest level that I took my disdain for Fallout 76, despite not playing it, was like shitting on it and then recounting the whole entire saga from what I could rem- remember of internet historians video on it with friends. Mm-hmm. Like that's... That's I mean, all I the, did. The worst I rant on a game is here on this podcast. Like this is part of the yeah, reason we're here too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we we've gotten into some like things we hate about some of the games we've been playing a couple times. Like, but that's just you know us talking to each other about it. We're not. Yeah, and like I get the whole aspect of like placing value in the money that you spend on the game. Sure, yeah. But, like, from my understanding of what I've heard from what you have talked about of it, the game still functions, correct? Mm -hmm. Like, 
It does. There aren't wide system crashes, correct? Correct. There isn't nope. like severe pop in. The game isn't de rendering. People aren't able to go into your server if there are private servers and steal your inventory. Uh, there's you no. Able... It's all. It, it, there's no private servers. It's always online, but. You aren't able you to go into stolen. developer rooms and get the best equipment in the game. No. That type of thing. No. I, they aren't charging you $20 for blue. <laughs> uh, well, there's been a bit of a controversy over the battle pass because uh-huh. the battle pass. Yeah. Um, I accidentally I, spent my battle pass. I saw that. There's. Yeah, there's there's that where it defaulted to the buy your battle pass. Like so like when you're on a console, the console Oh, I think I heard about that. How like Yeah. The thing to back out of it and to buy it is literally like right next to each other or something like that. And no, when you like go into the page, it puts you right on buy battle pass. Yeah, it defaults onto the buy battle pass, and if you had a free uh. token that if you bought like the mid level or above, you have a free token for the season pass. So like it will just spend it without a confirmation if you press that button. Like it just spends it. Like if oh. and it defaults you to that thing. So what they said so the developers, once again being very transparent about what they were doing, it was like, hey, the controllers just have to because the way you control a controller, it has to default to an option on the screen so you know where you're at. And that was just our default location there. We're going to move it. And they did. They're going. I think they did. I think that's already been fixed. But the, uh-huh. the, the, the one I was getting at is their paid battle pass gives you um, the platinum, I think, or whatever it is, the currency that is to buy cosmetics and the next season pass. Um, uh-huh. If you do the full season pass, which I have, I've actually gotten to the end of it today. Um, you get 666 platinum, which ha 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 Diablo. They've done that all the time. It's not really the issue. It's the uh, issue is that there is literally nothing on the shop that costs as little as 666. And the next season battle pass is 800. So people are kind of complaining that like, Hey, this isn't like Fortnite will even give you more than the next battle pass on of a premium currency when you get the battle pass. So I, I'm kind of with people like, I feel like there should be more. Mm-hmm. It is kind of cute that you got 666 because it's Diablo and it's their thing. They like doing that, but like maybe not so little that you can't buy anything, but whatever it's cosmetics. Like maybe they should have done 666 plus 666 plus 666. Yeah. Like, something really like that. Multiple that check-ins. Threes. So like I'm well, not a the huge whole fan thing of is, like things come in threes as a as a uh, mockery of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right, right. So um that I'm not a huge fan of, but like people are upset about that. And I I'm not I don't think that's something to be super upset about. It's just not great. It's just like, hey, they want you to spend money. It's obviously they want you to spend money. I, having finished the battle pass, because I did buy the mid-tier, which gave me the free pass, and I finished it, I think it's perfectly fine for them to be like, 
hey, here's the battle pass. If you want it this year, buy it. Because you get a lot of cosmetics on it. Um, mm-hmm. You get um, horse armor. You get armor sets for every class. You get armor sets that apply to every class. Like, and it's all cosmetic. It's ne- None of it's needed. And it, I think it looks cool. I like a lot of the horse armor on there. Because I like the horse. But, like... Mm-hmm. Um, which it's funny we're talking about horse armor for cosmetics when that was such a thing in Skyrim. Um but like I think it's okay. I wish it was more, but it's okay. Um uh-huh. the other uh, there was another thing. Um I am probably going to continue to get the pass because I think the cosmetics are cool, but that's it. Like <laughs> I feel like spending 10 bucks for what, like a season runs how many weeks? Like that's, that's people. Three months. I think three months. They have a team that is, they're paying to monitor your games and keep it playable. Like $10 to pay a season is not that unreasonable. And it's entirely optional. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. And the free pass, which you don't even have to do anything to get. The free pass is the only thing that gives you like actual bonuses in the game. Everything else is purely cosmetic. The free mm-hmm. pass is literally you have to achieve a certain level and hit that level in the battle pass. And it's like a little fun season mechanic for like you get like 3% extra more experience if you spend this this currency on the battle pass. But like it's on the free battle pass. So like I and you can't buy it because it's on the free one. So like <laughs> and, and there's even buying levels on the battle pass, but it's gated behind character levels. It's like even if you buy the whole battle pass, you still have to achieve level 100 to be able to use all those things. So you can't buy yeah. power. So like it's just I don't know. It, it's not the greatest system, but like it's okay. That was the problem with Diablo 3. It had no way to circle money back into the developers once it released, aside from expansions, which, unfortunately, that's the model that a lot of games have to do these days. They have to keep up the upkeep of the servers and the development costs. and Technically not free content, guys. They, they got to pay for it somehow. They got to pay for people's times. They got to pay, you know systems like all sorts of stuff so Mm -hmm. that is about it Uh, um just terrible fans of this series that i love that i don't want to engage with anymore i just play with chance and play with my friends and that's it fair enough so uh so sasha how, how how far have you gotten at this point I haven't played a ton since we last talked. I'm like level 20, early 20s. Um, Okay. So just been like clearing out the first area with side quests and did a couple of dungeons by myself. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just living my demon hunter life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was talking to Chance about that. I was like, she calls it the demon hunter. We know it's the rogue, but like we had a we had a funny chat about it because I because he has the same because we both played in Diablo one. It's like it's really funny. She calls it the demon hunter when like the rogue was Diablo. She never played Diablo one, so she, it's just a demon hunter to her. So I'm playing gotta, it like a demon hunter though. I've got yeah I primarily my like my basic attack is a bow and I've got. Caltrops, and I've got two dodges now, and I have mm-hmm. a penetrating arrow, and I have uh, poison traps. Yeah, it's it's literally the demon hunter from Diablo three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I uh, I enjoyed some of the demon hunter builds in Diablo three. I really like the one you set up a bunch of the turrets. And you just let the turrets do most of the damage. That was fun for me. And like the turrets are shooting all of your crazy abilities at the same time. So it's just like going everywhere. It was like a bullet hell. Except the bullet hell is the monsters going through it, not you. You're just Mm -hmm. standing there cackling. (laughs) So yeah. I mean, I'll be playing next season is when I'll be playing the rogue. I, I have it laid out. So each season is the next character down the campfire lane. So this season is Sorcerer. Next season is Rogue. Or Sork. I don't... It's weird because it's Sorceress if you're playing a girl and Sorcerer if you're a boy. I am playing a girl character because all of the... Uh, because of the Diablo... I told you about that, right? The uh, Azula... The the actress who played Azula in yes. Avatar was the voice of the wizard in Diablo 3. So now I just made up, make all of my magic users in Diablo both female and named Azula and I try to make them fire mages this time I was a nice mage though temporarily till it's buffed so yeah um Ace anything else from you you got what you got the time to play anything lately uh not really no (laughs) it's okay I mean you've been busy with family and work quite a bit Mm -hmm. so understandable i have been just playing diablo i got pikmin haven't played it i got all sorts of games that are just stacking up and i'm still playing diablo (laughs) nothing new my uh, my new video games is uh collecting multi-tools and Fixing stuff around and out in and around outside the house with those multi tools. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we got dad life. I had to take apart my sink this week. <laughs> it's clogged, and Drano isn't working, and a snake isn't working. So I'm going to have to take it apart. So, well, be careful. Yeah. Don't. Uh, have what we had the day after we came back from vacation and flood the basement. No. It's partially flood the basement. I haven't been in my basement for like a month. That door just stays closed. I don't even check on it. So I, it could be flooded and you wouldn't know. Nope, I would not know. I, it's just not part of my thought process. I have a basement, but I don't do anything about it. So... Well, um, 
I don't know what we're doing next week because I've totally lost track of who's he, what's it, and what we're doing. So we'll figure that out uh, at Isn't another back time. To Sasha, is it? I don't know. Because <laughs> wasn't, wasn't the RPGs your idea, or was that the collaborative episode? Is that like the group I... episode? I think it was well. It was my idea because you had, um, we had to figure out something another week. Yeah, I think it. I think it is Sasha. Actually, yeah. Okay. I think he's right. Look at look at Ace being on top of it. <laughs> I mean, I I that's just my recollection. Otherwise, we yeah. can uh, brainstorm over the week too. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm free. With a group idea. Yep. Well, I mean, aside from normal work stuff, but I actually don't know what's happening. No, my parents are coming over Monday. That's what's happening for work because they're getting their house sprayed again and the cats can't be there. So I'm being a cat sitter slash parent sitter in my house Monday. All right. Then I don't know the rest of the week. (laughs) Whatever work stuff happens. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, and um, we will catch you next week with whatever it is. Um, be sure to follow us on the Discord um, so we can talk about stuff. There's been a lot of talk about running lately. Uh, I don't know why. Mossy and Pan running and everyone's talking about it. And I don't know. I hate running. So I don't. <laughs> yeah, I used to be in track, but. Like I've said many times, I was in track to see the girls, not to run. (laughs) High school days. Um, So um, if you want to follow us, it's uh, on Twitter. Or what do we call it now? Did they change the name or is it still called Twitter? I don't know. It's an Uh, X. The the app app still, still appears as Twitter and is Twitter and... I guess online it's X. Sure. X slash Twitter or whatever they decide to change it to next at Hunter's Hub Pod. You'll see updates. Elon Musk prefers to spend his time instead of at therapy, which he clearly needs. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Ace is there too at Ace or Badger Gaming. Uh, And we're all on the Discord. And uh, yeah, have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Get there. I do.